64 Tacos Podcasts presents. Is this song good? This is episode 60. Fleetwood Mac, closing my eyes. Welcome back to another episode of Is This Song Good, a 64 Tacos podcast. We're doing our deep dive series right now, and we're going to go real deep with this one. We're going to do a Fleetwood Mac song from before the Stevie Nicks era on an album that barely had any singles on it. Um, I think the singles, uh, the album is then play on, and I think the singles are Oh Well and maybe Rattlesnake Shake. Yep, that one's a single too. Okay, and then we're going to be doing talking about the song um, Closing My Eyes. So I picked this one partly in part because I wanted to not pick something from the 90s. I wanted to have this series have a little bit more depth. And um, I thought, well, what do I have? I need something from the 60s. I've got a couple of albums from the 60s. And this one I happened to have because um, Aerosmith covered Rattlesnake Shake. And I bought the Fleetwood Mac album to see what the original version of it sounded like. And I didn't even know that Oh Well was on it. But um, that was a pleasant surprise surprise, because I absolutely love that song. And I, I spent some time listening to this album. And it's just a really neat... Uh, late 60s, kind of bluesy, um, kind of classical guitar uh, mesh of of interesting music. It, and it doesn't have Stevie Nicks on it, so that means it's Fleetwood Mac that I can actually enjoy. And um, yeah, it's this this particular song, it, it didn't necessarily stand out amongst the non- uh, the non-single songs, but I could have picked any of them and I would have enjoyed, I, it's just a solid album of, of interesting guitar playing and, um, you know, and just a different, just a different era, you know, back before everything had already been written, you know, and I, I don't know. What do you guys think of this one? So it, yeah, it definitely has a, a different vibe than the, than what you normally think of Fleetwood Mac with the, you know, one, two punch of Stevie Nicks and Lindsey Buckingham. Right. Um, but yeah, no, I, it's, it's interesting because uh, on one hand, it sounds very dated, like the production. I think I was even listening to the remastered version and I'm, I'm like, is, is this seriously remastered? <laughs> right, yeah. Um, it sounds, it sounds kind of dated, but at the same time, like the content of like the writing and the, and the, and what sort of instrumentation and the kind of overdriven parts, uh, it really, it, there, there's something that feels, less dated about that of it. And I, and I really liked that because it was, it was like, I'm listening to something old, but it sounds like it's not something that would normally be written at that, at that time period. Of course, I'm not really super familiar with things of the, of the late sixties. Um, so that, that, you know, maybe, maybe there was all kinds of, of, uh, music written this way, you know, back then, but I just, I like the sort of sparsity of the, of the instrumentation mm -hmm. and, and how I think it's just, guitar vocals and and bass right i don't think there's really there's some percussion there's a little bit of like, percussion yeah almost like timpani style percussion yeah some phonics yeah 
And so it's very sparse, but then like the, just the, the, the overdriven parts were, I just really like, you know, I, I've always been partial to distortion and overdrive on, on things, especially when you wouldn't expect it or, or necessarily need it. Um, you know, and, and this to me, it, it felt out of place for that time period and stuff. Um, but it, to me, I, I liked it because because of that out of placeness. <laughs> what are your thoughts, Dan? Uh, I I know this album very well. Um, I think uh, Dave, you probably played uh, the song "Oh Well" for me back in the late '90s um, when you got it, yeah. and I was like, "Wow, this is great!" And you know, it's a, it's it's a pop song, like a great like blues pop song, mm-hmm. and then and then there's another like five minutes or six minutes of, like, <laughs> of atmosphere, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> which is really enjoyable. It's just different. Yeah. And I, I ended up buying this album, and I, I love this album. Um, it, it does feel of its of its era for sure. Yeah. Um, and you, like you said, you could have picked anything. Well, I mean, I love Rattlesnake Shake for that same reason because it's on the Pandora's box collection, that live version by Aerosmith. Yeah. And this is also like the original is also very good. Um, it has a different feel to it a little bit, but it's a little less dramatic, but uh, it's, it's, it's really enjoyable. Oh, well's great. And you could have picked any of the other songs. This is actually not one of my favorite. Like, it's not like I love all the songs on here, but this isn't like at the top of my list, but it is very different sounding from most of the other songs, which are a little more bluesy. This one doesn't really feel like there's a whole lot of blues in it relative to the rest of the, of the, of the, uh, the it album. has more of the uh, classical guitar feel to it. Yep. It, yeah, it has, there's a little more like sort of like, yeah, it's like acoustic or classical. And then um, it's got some of the, the classical percussion elements and there's a little more of a sense of space and drama. And, and that makes it really interesting because it's so different which is, you know, on, on a good album, you'll have enough variety to, to look forward to things like that. Um, if I was going to come up with any complaint about the song, it would be that it doesn't feel like it has a well thought out ending. It just kind of ends. <laughs> but that said, when I'm, when I would listen to it over and over again, I was listening to the whole album. It, when the next song kicks in, which I think is showbiz blues or something uh, but fighting for madge i was trying to remember because uh, i couldn't find my actual cd and there's a bunch of different editions depending on where you bought it whether uk us remaster all this stuff mm. but but yeah uh, when the next song kicks in it was never an issue it was just like oh now we're into you know the next thing which is much more up tempo but that's not really a criticism it's just oh, no, you're you're right it is I'm sorry. The U.S. release is Showbiz Blues. You're all right. Sorry. Yeah, and, and it could have been either because I didn't really remember um, the songs. Didn't really. Um, I don't know. I, I don't really like. I, I think of all the songs that are not the two singles as just being great songs, mm-hmm. and I don't really, you know, differentiate too much between them. But I think this song is is really great because it's. I think it's hard to have a song without a very specific tempo, like a regular tempo with all this space and, and have it hold together well. And uh, I think they did a really good job deciding just how much you need. And, and they didn't put very much more than, than that. They just put in a little, just enough instrumentation, just enough of a, of a mix for it to work. So yeah, I, I've, I of course love this song because I know it well. And I, I also, I also much prefer the uh, Peter Green era. I think this is the last Peter Green album. It is. This is when they split. Yep. And then, um, John McVie and Mick Fleetwood got a hold of the other, 
you know, the other people and they all started having sex with each other and writing radio songs, which, you know, yep. that's fine if you like that, but I much prefer this. They're perfectly fine. They were doing a lot of Coke too, I think. Yeah. Well, you know, it just comes with the territory. That's, that's how, that's how you do it. I guess now I'm, I'm pretty sure that Peter green was doing all the drugs in the world because he basically had like an emotional, you know, like psychotic break <laughs> because of his drug use right. allegedly. I don't know. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, no, I, I, I think his guitar playing is interesting. I think there's enough, uh, it, there's enough, you know, the, the album's fantastic. This song's great, of course, too. But yeah, this is this is one of my favorite sort of like 60s blues albums, you know. Mm-hmm. I feel like it, it holds up really well, even though it's clearly clearly dated and of that time. But it, it that's great. You know, it's, it's a different era and, and it's great to go back and, and visit it. All right. Uh, so what do we have um, next week, Dan? Uh, I believe next week we're doing a Cure song. Um, we're doing the first track off of Disintegration, Plain Song. All right, we'll see you then. All right. I caught it on audio. 